Good morning, people. My voice is starting to come back, which is fantastic. And in today's episode, I want to talk about stimulants. I want to talk about specifically caffeine and nicotine and what some of the studies are saying around uh, ADHD specifically, but I also think it has a slight effect on dyslexia. So let's get into it. Okay, so before I get into this episode, I just want to say I'm not a doctor and I don't play a doctor on the internet either. Uh, This is all from my personal experience and my personal research. So please do your own homework if you wanted to go down any of these pathways or to find out more. So let's get into it. Um, This kind of thought process started when I had a chat with someone down in Wellington. We were outside um, having a vape, which is nicotine the new form of it, and um, and he mentioned that he'd decided to forego ADHD medicine in exchange for uh, high-dose nicotine. I found that really interesting, as I hadn't actually done much research on it um, about why I smoked or why I found it valuable to smoke uh, beyond just being addicted to it from a social point of view. And also, uh, the other side was around caffeine, because I've always been a coffee drinker, and I find a lot of dyslexics, ADHD, kind of turn to coffee as a stimulant that they use on a regular basis. Talking to a bunch of uh, talking to a bunch of people with uh, ADHD and and some with dyslexia, you know, the, the numbers of coffees people were having a day were remarkable. Uh, so it was really interesting, um, and so I, I thought, hey, what if I did some research? Now. Going, going over my own story, because a lot of this is about my journey, I'm, I, I drink black coffee. I moved to it probably 10 years ago. I'm not a fan of um, cow's milk, personally. Um, I don't, don't really believe in it, and neither do I believe in having a lot of excess sugar, if you can help it. Don't always stick to that, but uh, definitely in my coffee I do. And I've been a smoker on and off for probably 15 years. I had a break for five years in there. Um... And then I kind of came back to it. And um, especially when I went through challenges in life, uh, nicotine seemed to pop back up, which was always interesting. Now, in my research, it's probably, it seems that there's been a lot more research done around ADHD and nicotine and ADHD and caffeine. Dyslexia is one of those one of those things where people haven't really done a lot of research in this area. And so it's really a personal experience thing. And I have to note, because I'm both ADHD and dyslexic, dyslexic, which a lot of us are that seem to be reaching us out, um, this this could go either way. This could be just my ADHD side that's being looked after here, but also my dyslexic side. I find when I'm calmer, I'm less dyslexic. When, when I'm stimulated, I'm less dyslexic, which I have less of the common traits appearing, and I can concentrate more. It, it's really strange. As I'm as I have more caffeine in my system or nicotine, I can read better. Do you know what I mean? I, I can read for longer periods of time without getting a headache or or things changing around and, and stuff like that. So, um, I do think it has a beneficial impact in my life at least. Now, when it comes to smoking, as I say, I smoked cigarettes and then I moved to a vape, and now I'm looking at nicotine salt as as a next move on. Um, onto it and looking at some of the research that's out there some of the books that are coming out now are actually saying nicotine has some great benefits for the human body the challenge has always been in how we how we um, 
bring it into our body. So smoking is terrible because of the amount of tar and all the terrible other additives to it. It's a no-no. But there are new ways of it coming into your body in different ways. And I'm, I'm not saying this to say, hey, you should start smoking. This is not a start smoking podcast. Just be very, very aware of it. But it is looking at what is, what is coming out in the world. Um, you know, some people use nicotine patches just for the sake of getting nicotine into their body in a safer way. But um, what I can say is, and this is a question I've also been posed, is, is nicotine and caffeine a way to help us? It, to be honest, if you are looking at not looking at a medicated approach, um, definitely caffeine is an easy one. It's a legal drug that is um, oddly widely accepted. Um, my personal belief is definitely going down the black coffee route, however hard that is initially. It took me about three weeks to get into it, and you just kind of have to push yourself through it. If you find a really good, easy-to-make instant coffee, I use a fair trade uh, coffee. Um I probably have maximum two, two to three cups a day if I'm lucky. Probably more likely two, but they are quite strong. And I really do find that they, they kick me off in the morning. They get my brain up. They get me um, stimulated enough to keep going, to really push on with the day. Uh, especially if I decide to wake up early, they really help. And I do, I honestly can only say from my experience, they've given me a beneficial uh, coffee in, in itself has given me a beneficial impact. You know, I, I'm looking, I'm always looking at how my life looks and what I want to move towards. And I give up, I'm giving up alcohol at the moment. I'm a couple weeks in. I'm giving up, um, I'm going to try a vegetarian diet, um, edging on vegan, but maybe not completely, but definitely vegetarian. But things like caffeine, I've, I've looked at and I've done the research and that's going to stay in my life. I enjoy it. It doesn't seem to hurt me. Um, so I enjoy it. That's just my opinion. So be aware this is my opinion. The same with nicotine. This is something that I think I'm going to assess regularly about how it fits into my life. But what I can tell you is when I'm working away and um, and, I, and I do need it, it has been very valuable. And some of the, some of the things that I, I have done recently is I've lowered my nicotine levels in my vape very low. And what I'm going to try in the future is actually increasing that to be maybe two to three times that, but trying to vape less in general. Because one of the things you can get caught out with if you are a vapor or, a, or whatever way you take nicotine is um, you can find yourself subcon or unconsciously smoking. So you end up actually vaping or smoking more um, completely unconsciously. Uh, so it's really important to uh, watch yourself because it is an addictive substance. So don't, um, this is more for the people that are already taking it and to give people a perspective on others that do. We're seeing more and more children. When I say children, to me, a child is 18 because so, I feel so old at the moment. Um, but it, 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 you're seeing 16-year-olds, 18-year-olds, 20-year-olds vaping more and more. And you get this feeling that they're, there's still a lot of undiagnosed ADHD, dyslexia, and other challenges out there where nicotine, not only from a social point of view, is being used to kind of self-medicate this impulsivity attention challenge um, that exists in the world. And we're seeing it more and more and more. And I just think in the next 5 to 10, 20 years, we're going to see so much diagnosis of this as it gets more regular, more easy to do. And you're going to find that the, the correlation is similar. 
what we're seeing in um, in the study, they were saying that 40% of people with ADHD smoke versus 20% of the general population, which is pretty mad. Um, and you also get a lot less quitting, and that could be the addictive side of it. They say only 28% quit who have ADHD, but 48% of the general population quit. So it is it is acting in some way as a benefit. And so I guess what I'm what am I saying here? If I was anybody, if I was listening to this podcast, what I would suggest if you drink coffee is don't feel guilty about it. Um, there is actually a benefit from it, and you can find that in a lot of research out there. It is a stimulant that does increase. Um, you know, increase your 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 stability really, and you'll see that. Really, start being conscious of your drinking coffee, of seeing how it affects your mind, because it is positive in some ways. Um, personally, as I say, I'd get away from milk and sugar, just get the caffeine out of it, which is important, um, and also be very aware of your caffeine tolerance. Some people are very caffeine intolerant; it'll keep them awake for three days. For me, I have a very low caffeine metabolism. So I can drink six cups and I can go to sleep in about an hour and a half after I've, I've drunk in a cup of coffee, which a lot of people can't. Um, so that's that's important. If you are smoking and nicotine, what I'd suggest is, is starting to, you know, I, as I say, all I can do is say I'm going to be testing going up in nicotine levels. Uh, the person I was chatting to in Wellington, he has six times the level of nicotine in his vape, but he'd vape maybe one-sixth the amount of time I would. So it's it's about the same amount of nicotine. He's just uh, putting less pressure on his lungs to get it in. So that's really important to look at. But yeah, I just thought I'd do this podcast because this is a question I'm getting. It's a question I'm seeing out there. It's something I'm seeing on the internet a lot. And um, it's worth my time. So have an epic rest of your day. And uh, we'll I'll be back tomorrow.